Welcome to Unpopular Black Thoughts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Black America podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Alexander. I have my friends Jalen Caravaggio and Camille Young. Jalen, Camille, how are you two doing? Oh, great. Great. And we're back at it again after a while. It's been what? Yeah. We're doing this in late January, and when did we record the last podcast? August. Last one was like August. September. Yeah, that's my fault. That's my that's my fault. I take I take blame for that. Uh, no problem but whatsoever. We're back. I'm gonna be on my A game. We got it, then. Camille. Ooh. Uh, Camille. Camille. Oh. Well, well, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's it for the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Google Play, <laughs> Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts. Yeah, we have not done this in a while. We, yeah, we have not done this in a while. Uh, trying to get it started. I got Louis Sims. <laughs> on them club. Ryan around full. So it's more cool. Nah. Uh, you dipped. You dipped. Yeah. You dipped out. Mm, 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 Granny, get it started. I'm going to. And I am going to get hey. <laughs> she said. She says she's talking to herself. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> All right, I've been testing this out. I was trying to um angle my microphone. Do I sound any louder or any? Is there anything wrong with like what's going on right here? Because I think this is a fine distance, but. Again. Yeah, you sound. Yeah, you sound. Uh, I sound fine. You still sound. Yeah, yeah, you sound. Okay. All right. Cool. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but that's crazy because <laughs> I was really yeah. talking to myself and I was like, "What the heck? How are they just gonna talk <laughs> over me?" But you couldn't hear me. <laughs> wow. Well, then that's no. three times the time. Because I was looking at the Ted Wheeler <laughs> article just to remind myself as we go along, and then I, I was like, "Camille," and then I looked over, and you just you were gone. I was like, "Man, she didn't want to be in the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that it said that I left. Like I was still on the screen. And I'm like, "Wait," and then it didn't say like it was really recording. And I was like, "What is going on?" She's just like, "They really talking <laughs> that, over me." So first, I thought I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> No, nah, never, never. I'm not gonna do that. Chad Wheeler isn't even cute. Um, so I'm, to be an abuser, shaking my head. <laughs> bro, why is this man calling me, bro? Don't call me, my nigga. My nigga. Don't call me, my nigga. Hold up. I'm gonna tell him, hold up. Hold up. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. Something ain't right. Oh damn! What is this number? 
Let's go. Cakes up on the third. Well, double caked up on the Thursday afternoon. Hella ass. The sun is up. <laughs> did you did y'all see the actual like um interviews? Yes, that was yeah, actually that, so funny. Oh my gosh. What was it? It's uh no, the transgender man. <laughs> Yeah, because he said he was so confused. <laughs> he said he had what? He had seventeen children and twenty-eight baby mamas or something crazy like that. I was like, how is that possible? How do you have more baby mamas than children? Jaylee, <laughs> you know my you know my one of my favorite clips. Oh, I thought you are Chris Hansen, but see, I called you Chris Hansen. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my god! My gosh! Right. Booty warrior. Oh, let me close out this other tab. Hold up. Get this in. Get this in. And then I guess with the, we can talk. Um, I was going to suggest talking about the capital incident, but I guess we could talk about that with the inauguration. But that ties into. Oh, I just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Third take. Three times the charm. All right. Three, two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unpopular Black Thoughts, but this is the Black America podcast segment. We are back after a while. Here with my, I'm your host Kyle Alexander. Here with my friends Jalen Caravaggio and Camille Young. Jalen, oh, I'm great. I'm great. It has been a while. It feels so long. It feels so weird to be back on. I mean, after so long, but now we're back at it right now. About to go crazy. That's my fault. Nope, nope. You fine. You fine. We've all been busy. I mean, this college application process has been hectic. I mean, trying to balance that with school. Oh my lord! But got it done. Getting it in. And also, uh, in case you haven't realized, yes, I said Camille Young is back because we've decided to make her a full-time participant on this podcast, full-time member of the team. Everybody, give her a round of applause. Wow, I feel so honored. Uh, Camille, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad you to be here. back. Glad yes. to be on permanently, you know. Yeah. yeah. We figured uh, popular demand. I mean, obviously, it's by popular <laughs> demand. I believe you have your own YouTube channel, oh, too. I do. Uh, I do. Um. It's called Life with Camille, so y'all should definitely go subscribe, and basically, I talk about, like, college advice videos and then college tips and tricks. I'm not in college yet, but, like, just the application period, and then I definitely want to make college vlogs when I do move on campus and stuff, and then some lifestyle, beauty. You got to mix up everything. What? And another round of applause, because I checked out a video, and she got uh, accepted into Spelman. Yay! Thank you, thank you. She's gonna be down there in the ATL. Yes, sir. I'm definitely coming to visit Atlanta. I've been trying to go back to Atlanta for a while. I love Atlanta. The culture, the city, yes, the city, the culture, everything, the vibe. It's just, it's just all there, and it's black people. Oh, what about? Isn't that amazing? Yes. But um, I just gonna hop right into it. No, it's been a while, but it's been so long that Trump is actually out of office now, <laughs> and we got Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in office. That's how long it's been. So, yeah, we are going to talk about the inauguration. Uh, that was that was a good, great inauguration. Uh, they had Lady Gaga perform. Her and uh, Jennifer Lopez perform. That was that was interesting, you know. But um, first of all, I just want to say Michelle Obama, the outfit she had on, since she came through. Uh, she she had the outfit on and everything. She was looking good as always because it's Michelle Obama. She gonna be on her A game. Y'all know that. But um, you know, we finally got Joe Biden elected in the office, and he's already working on some stuff. So. Jalen Camille, either one of you want to give your thoughts on the inauguration? Mm-hmm. I'll say something. Um, I didn't actually watch the full inauguration. I had to get back out into Zoom land, of course, the school, because it was the middle of the day. Of course, they had to put it at 12 o'clock. But anyways, uh, I was watching it, and I got a, a little segment about um, when Joe Biden was talking. And I, I love actually what he was talking about, uh, talking about peace and getting back to some sort of normality in this country in which, of course, it, the country hasn't felt almost the same ever since, like, ever since Obama was in office, honestly, because I've certainly felt a weird presence around a lot of people going around in this country, especially from a lot of Trump supporters. There's no hate, but it, some super Trump supporters out here that to give off a weird vibe of weird energy. And we've definitely seen that when Donald Trump did, he incited violence against the Capitol. And now he's about to go in jail, in which if he doesn't, that's going to be dis- very disappointing. But now I just definitely going back to what Joe Biden was saying, I just love what he was talking about with peace and getting back into some sort of normality in this country, which something that we need. And this is something that we know that he is going to be great at because of the fact that when Obama was in office back in 2008, when they first came in, they had to face the um, the real estate crashes and then the, um, what did they call it? The, um, kind of like a, yeah, just a, a stock market crash. Our, our country was going through t- turmoil. People were committing suicide over their financial situations and honestly um and what he's done to overcome that and get our get our country back to normal and joe biden contributed to it i believe that joe biden could do the same exact thing with the COVID 19 right now with the what is it called the SARS-CoV-2 the strain that we're going through right now and these vaccinations that's being put through i feel like joe biden could do a great job with that um and that's my take on that uh, yeah, I actually watched the whole thing, and I would also like to point out Amanda Gorman for giving her amazing and well written. Yes. It was I can't even think of the words to describe it. It was phenomenal. Her poem was amazing, and it not only spoke to everything that this country has been through, but it um, kind of elicited somewhat some hope, and that's what we really need right now because hope can you know. It's the starting for change. It's not the end all be all, but it does get us moving in the right direction. And I am very happy that Biden and Madam Kamala Harris are in the office and to see that it's a black and South Asian woman holding, like being in one of the highest offices in the world, that's amazing. And it kind of shows you that 
um, things are changing for the better. And especially for like the black community and knowing that you can be anything that you want to be. Because before, like before Barack Obama, if a little kid said he wanted to be president, especially a little black kid, they would be like, oh, no, you can't be president. Like, you got to think of something else. What but, you know, about? Barack Obama. And now that Kamala Harris is in it, there. It yeah. Right there. Like, now that Kamala Harris is in there, you know, a black woman as myself, I can say that I want to be the next VP, the next vice, not even, oh, my gosh, I can't speak. Not even the next vice president, but maybe the, the next president. So that's very exciting. You guys heard it here first. But- <laughs> uh, I probably won't be president, but okay. <laughs> nah. But, and, and it is um, crazy because of the fact that Kamala Harris, she did come from an HBCU. And that yes. shows that not only you don't, yeah. you don't necessarily need to go to a PWI to receive a great education and also right. to get to the, the place that you want to go to, you can go to an HBCU and represent your culture and be a part with your people and come and come together. And then you can still become whatever you want to become, just like what uh, Camille just said. So it's definitely a a beautiful thing. And this is great for this country to have a woman like Kamala Harris to be in our office of that position. Yes. Especially for the HBCU. I remember, I know Obama was in office. It's like and that gave black people an idol, but seeing Kamala uh, Kamala Harris get into office and be the not even just the first black woman, just the first woman to be a vice president, and it gives a lot of little girls at home like a hope and an idol, especially little black girls, because that shows them like, oh, she did this, I can do that, and like Jalen said, I don't have to go to like a Harvard or a Princeton, but I can go to like a Howard, you know, or Spelman or, or whatever, and I can come out and be a vice president or president of the United States. And Amanda Gorman, yeah, that was a great poem. And I believe I saw this on Camille's uh, story, I think, but she's going to be like the first poet to perform yes, at the Super Bowl. Yes, she's going to perform what? at the Super Bowl. It's going to be so exciting to see because I'm trying to see like yeah. what, kind of, what kind of poems is she going to do? And she actually said... I was, yeah, that's yeah. and she said that she got this um, job from the NFL before the inauguration. Like, she found out she was doing the Super Bowl wow. around the same time. So it wasn't, like, people think, like, oh, because she just did an inauguration. But they knew about her before the inauguration. And I was like, okay, she's already been on people's radar. Like, she's wow. got to do something great. I actually didn't. Um, watch and that. she... I was going to say, she's really Yeah, only too. 22. Like, she... Yeah. In her bag, no, but Jalen, what are you about to say? Something? Oh, no, I actually didn't uh, get to hear what she had to say, and I wish I, I would have um, stayed around. Was that after or before? Because I, I think I only caught um, I only caught Chalo singing, no, no, uh, Lady Gaga singing, and then Joe Biden do- doing his it was after the singing, but, but Joe Biden was like the last people, yeah. but it was um. It was a little bit after that. Or was he the last person? Honestly, I don't remember, but I remember it happening. I don't remember the whole (laughs) lineup, but I remember it happening. But I'm sure you can, like, just watch it on YouTube or something. But every time I watch it, like, I've watched it two or three times, and I learn, I, like, I hear something different every time, and I'm feeling something different. And it's just amazing. It's really powerful. That Lil Wayne was a real one. Low-key. Just for it. What if he? No, I said. What if? I mean, he was like, "What if Lil Wayne did that so Kodak could get out?" Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Were they friends before? I don't know, but he could have been a real one. Been like, hey, Trump. Low key. Oh, yeah. No, because Lil Wayne was, wasn't he supporting Trump? Yes. That's why I was like, I'm not really feeling that, man. So maybe, wait, this is my theory. He was a uncle. He was a Uncle Tom. Right. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. He was getting buddy, buddy with Trump. Right. And then he got in trouble. He said, listen, he said, listen, I'm in trouble now. So, Trump, you need to free me and my man's Kodak. Right. And then Trump was just like, no problem. I might have to applaud him. If that if that's what he did, I'm gonna have to applaud <laughs> Lil for that. I'm gonna have to applaud him for that. But what about Lil Pump? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Didn't he's he do that? Black? Uh, we ne- we never claim Lil Pump. <laughs> Wait, never, what? He's not black. We never claim Lil Pump. No, I'm just saying, like, what about what was Lil Pump's excuse? He just said he was a Trump uh, supporter. He just listen, he, I don't know. He had Gucci gang and then just the <laughs> That it's song fair. wasn't even that good. It just went went viral. <laughs> now that I'm looking back at it, yeah, because it was, I mean, at the moment it was. Good game, good game. I won't say it was hard. It was just popular. It was because everybody. Yeah, was, that's. I just went oh, viral. Yeah, like, that's, game, yeah. Yeah, because I that probably that wasn't even his best song. I don't even remember the rest of his songs. He had oh, all I remember was D Rose. Well, 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 no, no, he, he was like D Rose, but he had another yeah. one who was like, Well, I'm gonna try like, ooh, uh, I'm gonna try like, ooh, <laughs> so, 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 ooh, I don't even know, I don't know the word. I don't I just remember know, that one. I just yeah, know, ooh, man. you feel me? I don't even know what happened to him. But... Nah, he's he all off right, the perk so, thirties now. <laughs> but yeah, like we said. Biden and Harris is in there. The words, famous words of Kamala Harris. We did it, Joe. Got him in there. So, Joe, we just need him to, yeah, we just need Joe to, um, you know, do what he can these next four to eight years. Well, I do know, started doing, already doing some stuff. He has already started working on stuff. I know the bigger one is, or like the more popular, um, like thing that he's working on is getting Harriet coming on the twenty dollar bill. Cause if I'm not mistaken, the Obama administration started that and then Trump kinda of put a stop to that. And Biden's like, All right, I'm in here now so I can do that. Like, I can't. I can't. Are you still laughing about the <laughs> Yo the memes on the Yo the memes on the We did it, Joe? <laughs> Cause that's how we did it, Joe. You I had can't. to do that. We did it, Joe. That's what I did for my college acceptance. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't come to tears right now. That's so funny. Whatever. I was like, oh my gosh. You're so easy to make laugh. Oh my god. No. Like, no, 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 I no, I yo, when I first when I first seen the video, I didn't think it was that funny. But then when I seen like it was this dude and then he had although he had like a shower uh, cap on and he had he was like he was just like uh-uh. like he was like a black mouth, like just straight ghetto. Like he had like, like don't do it like he, that. He had it like that. He was like, We did it, Joe. <laughs> Don't do it like don't do don't do it dirty like that. Don't do it like that. 
he he did the he did the the wrist and then he like flicked the head too. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, nah. that was so that was so funny. Don't do it dirty like that. Oh, I'm not doing it dirty, but dude, just no, I'm talking about a person who made it. <laughs> Chill. But nah. yeah, so Biden is, you know, he's working to get Harriet Tubman only twenty dollar bill. Uh, how are you guys feeling about that? Um, personally, for me. I hope that this is not some sort of distraction that's going to be used so that a lot of the concerns in the, within the black community aren't going to be specifically addressed during this, uh, during his campaign for during his, his term right now as president. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily say that he's not going to address any issues, but I do want him to address a lot of concerns within our black community, especially economically. Because with Obama, it was systematically, even though that a lot of certain things like that you can't change about people's personalities that you can't change, um, systematically, he has done things to reverse um, certain uh, wrongdoings from other, uh, what's you call it, other presidencies, other policies that he's done. And so I hope that certain plans that he, he will actually take notice to like, I know we've had some uh, talks outside of the podcast about the um, the platinum plan or the two percent plan that um, what you call it, Ice, Ice Cube was talking about and giving out two percent of a lot of the major corporations that go towards the the black owned businesses to help right. fund for our economy because a lot of black businesses that's out there they're actually small businesses specifically they're failing. I mean in Baltimore right now, like they, it's, it's literally like hectic. Like my mom, she had a small business about, um, for cosmetics and things of that nature. And they ordered her two times within a year. Why is I that? Do remember you. Yeah, I do remember you saying something about that. All right. Oh, Camille, do you want to uh, give something off? Yeah. That was it. Um, I think definitely like what you were saying, like, we, I don't want this to become something that he is like hiding behind and thinking that oh I did this for black people so you know I'm I'm done like that's out of all the issues this is something that's like somewhat this is like something simple it's not like it's like a burning matter like if we put her on the $20 bill like if she becomes on the $20 bill I feel like I'm kind of indifferent I don't I think I'll feel the same if she was on there if she wasn't but making sure that we're still looking at the issues at hand that actually um, affect the black community especially like economically as Jalen was saying because that's definitely how we can at least stand a chance um within this country if we have the backing economically so we can prosper right i mean i i personally think it would be great to have her on the 20 dollar bill but i do agree i agree with what y'all saying like this shouldn't be a smoke screen or just something where he's like all right i did this for y'all or it's, it's like say we do get on the bill he's just like the black community is like, all right, now what about this, like this, that, and the third? And she just, and Bob's just like, oh, y'all wanted more? Like, I, I thought I was done after that. Like, we don't want that to be the issue because whether Harry Summer is on, is or isn't on the $20 bill isn't the main problem. It's, um, let's say, you know, like police brutality, the prison system, um, like y'all, like y'all two were saying economically, and what, especially now with COVID, it's like we mm-hmm. have, it's, bigger issues that we that we're facing and having 
a black person on the twenty dollar bill isn't really helping anything, or it really isn't like a underlying issue that we've had for years. But that's my take on that. Right. right so, um, any last thoughts on Biden and the inauguration? And it doesn't have to be necessarily the platinum plan or the 2% plan that a lot of people like to call it. It could be something else to like through real estate that they'll give like different grants or certain things that to d- deny gentrification within our uh, inner cities right now. I mean, great thing here in Baltimore that's going on. It's nice to see that the, they're cleaning up the city, but then now they're moving people from the ghettos and offering opportunities within the suburban areas. Like where I live um, in Randallstown right now, I mean, they're offering Section 8 housing here, which is just allowing people to, to be like, oh, I can I can be paying the same exact price to move out in the county and live in a better situation. But now when those black people are out from those communities, they abandon the homes and it allows for big real estate developers to come in and destroy them and make a huge profit off of the black people who were originally there. See, there's, there's a, a big problem with that and it needs right. to be addressed. I think it needs definitely needs to be addressed politically because of the fact that a lot of people, they don't necessarily um, want to hear it if it's from somebody that's, I don't know, it's just a smaller guy who might not be, who might actually make money, but people won't necessarily listen, but it needs to be something that needs to be enforced so that these governments, they're they're not offering Section 8 housing all throughout the counties just so that they can redevelop Baltimore. And now these people that's inside of the counties, they're only making, what, $500 a month or whatever, and they're getting government benefits, and now they're struggling in, within the counties, and they might not qualify in the next couple of years because of the the income levels that's going on right now. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that's going on and that needs to be addressed politically. And so um, I just hope that economically that we can be satisfied or at least alleviated during this presidency. Um, yes. A lot of different concerns that can be addressed. So I definitely say uh, I would like to see what Joe Biden is actually going to do for us um, during his presidency. And I hope... I definitely wish him the best. I know it's going to be tough, especially with this COVID pandemic going on right now. Right. Uh, Camille, any last thoughts? Um, I was going to say it's definitely going to be tough, not only with COVID, but with the state of our country is um, like morally and how it's, we're really divided and he's coming in to a divided nation. We're not even like the United States anymore. It's really seems like there's two people and it's like, if you think about it, it's still kind of scary how over 70 million people still voted for Trump, even though Biden won, there yeah. was still 70 million people. And then we already saw what happened with like at the Capitol and everything that there's still individuals who truly believe that, you know, Trump was wronged as much as many times as we can recount. They truly believe that this like, you know, it's not. I don't know. I think they still think it's like, you know, it's Trump's America. This is white America and people do not want to change. And that's what's scary. And he has to come in and kind of, obviously, I don't think he's going to be, I'm not looking towards him as a savior. I don't think he's going to, you know, fix racism, you know, end police brutality. He's not going to do that. And it's not going to happen within four years. I don't think that's going to happen, but hopefully we see some 
some things that are being made to make meaningful change systematically, not just like um, a couple of charity work here and there, giving some money to some organizations. Yeah, that's all nice and cool, but that doesn't fix a lot of the problems that, that are deeply rooted within America. He needs to start digging up those roots at least a little bit and each like little by little, hopefully things can get better. Yeah, I I agree with what both y'all say. And that is the thing because Biden is he's coming into one of the worst situations possibly with the in the middle of a pandemic, like Camille said, the state of the country were divided. We're we're turned against each other and it, and what seemed like um was about to be another civil war of some sorts he had with the events at the Capitol and then with everything that transpired over the summer with Black Lives Matter, it's just it's a it's it's a bad spot to be in. And Biden has four years, four to eight years, hoping um I'm just hoping he can write the ship and get it on the right path. Like Camille said, nobody he's not fixing racism because you that's not happening in that's not happening in 10 years. We're not fixing that in 10 years. So that's going to take a long time to get past that as a country. But we just, the best we can hope for is for Biden to put us back on track. And then maybe like the, the next president after him. And then after that um, can keep us on that course. So those, those are my final thoughts on that. But that does bring up a, a great um, point that Camille said. I mean, 70 million people did vote for Donald Trump. So there is a lot of people yeah, that actually true. believe in in this cause, and it from my personal experience from talking to Trump supporters, I mean, there's a lot of economic ad- advantages that they got from Trump being in office through the uh, ex- for for example, the construction industry, where a lot of these construction industries were actually bailed out by Donald Trump, in which they don't have to pay as many taxes or, or whatever. So it allowed a, those to hire more workers. And in those depressed states like that we see in um, Nebraska or Ohio or Iowa, which I call depressed states because there's a lot of blue collar workers that they they go there who used to be coal miner workers, but now are out of work. And so now they have a different job opportunity that they got through Donald Trump. And so when they saw that advantage, that was their Lord and Savior was Donald Trump. And that's why a lot of people went to the Capitol and stormed and raided because they knew that they weren't going to get those, those companies weren't going to get those tax breaks. I mean, which they shouldn't anyway. Um, those major tax breaks to a lot to hire over 50,000 workers in at one point. I mean, but there is a definitely a, a issue that's at hand in those depressed states that need to be addressed. And that's getting those blue collar workers with a job. They, they need a, they need jobs. Um, Man, you could you could say Camille. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to like you know cut you off. <laughs> oh, no. Or like interrupt the flow. Oh no, I got it in my head. Yeah, he was in the zone. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't want to like you know say like no. okay, I gotta go. You know, this, this <laughs> just like messes everything up. <laughs> oh no, you got it. But definitely next week I will be here on time, and we can actually make a you know full length show with right. me in it. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, oh, you have to go. All right. So that is it for uh, Camille, I guess. Camille, it was nice having you, and it is great to have you as a permanent member of the show. Give a round of applause one more time. 
Thank you. And thank you guys for having me. All right. Come of course. Of course. And now she's out oh. and she yeah. did it. Intro. So I guess we can head to our next uh, topic. It's cool. Yep. But a uh, quick word from our first sponsor. Ladies, you're going on a date, and you get dressed, only fit you realize that you don't have any accessories, and you gotta use your friend's jewelry. Well, those days are over with Stacy's Jewel Cafe. Stacy's Jewel Cafe sells fashionable and stylish jewelry for the low, low price of $5. Yes, you heard it right, just $5. All pieces are nickel and lead-free, so in case you have any allergies. And the owner sells pieces on Facebook Live. Just look up Stacy Alexander, and she usually goes live on Saturdays. So for all those guys who need an anniversary gift or to all the girls who need something new for the outfit, go to our website to get some stylish jewelry. Link is in the description below. All right, and we are back from the break. And me and Jen, we're going to talk about a serious topic here. And this wasn't even widely covered when it first came out. And I found out from Twitter when I saw Ray Rice was trending. Uh, but... The NFL uh, football player, what's his name? Chad Wheeler, he was an offensive tackle for the Seattle Seahawks. He was caught, or yeah, he was caught abusing his girlfriend. Oh, I thought he was. And he was like abusing his girlfriend. And there was a picture of her surfaced on the internet of her, like, with her face, blood, like, blood all over her face and stuff. And the Seattle Seahawks did release him. After that, and um, so yeah, it was just a serious topic. And he did go on Twitter, and I apologize for his actions, I guess. And then he did say that he will not be returning to football after he got released. So I think this is a serious topic. This is a serious situation because nope. Uh, I just wanted to, wanted this to be heard from all young men out there, all men of all ages. Uh, it is never okay for you to put your hands on a female. Um, never, never, and don't be, don't if you can, don't put yourself in the situation to where it's like you're, you're provoked to put your hands on a female. Um, just is not the right thing doing. It can really, um, it messes both both ways. Though, yeah, you just gotta think. Now, for all the men out there, just think. Think if your mother was in that situation, would you want? Because you may hit a girl. I don't know why I'm with, but you know, think if your mother or somebody you knew, like a sister or one of your family members or close friends, was in that situation, and then think about um, the person you're with. You don't want the you don't want to put the woman through that, and you shouldn't put yourself in that situation. So that is a serious conversation or a serious topic, and. I do think it was right. I mean, it was right for the Seahawks to release them and how everybody was covering it. Everybody was pushing for it on Twitter. That's actually why Ray, Ray Rice was trending because people were saying he needs to get the same treatment as Rice and stuff. But, um, you know, like I said, he got his punishment and by getting released. But I do remember he was accounted for – I can't remember what he was accounted for. It was um, – he got accounted for. It was like first degree, um, something. I'm mad. I can't think of. But uh, Jay, you want to give your thoughts on this? Um, I will say this. Um, 
unless she is Amanda Nunes, you can hit her and run away and try to yeah. run away. Yeah. Nah, she's gonna hit you. She's gonna hit you first. She, that, you're right. You're right. But you can right. get like a, a quick pop out and just go run. Just immediately run. Cause nah, she don't I mean, that. <laughs> she probably will. She probably like um. What was that RDC World uh mean that video where he was like went from that the guy from the um that everybody know about from the one hood and yeah. then he got that one thing that everybody know about and he got that uh jaw line he was like he started punching him he said hey man I got this jaw I got this metal jaw ding yeah. <laughs> but yeah no but that's definitely but I will say that is uh definitely a, a serious um situation that's going on right now I mean. Honestly, his the punishment that he got. I mean, that's not even that's a that's a tap on the wrist. I mean, he was waived. I mean, he now he he's a he can go to whatever team still. But when Ray Rice did that, when well, he, I don't he think it's going to pick him up after that. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like the, the NFL explicitly, they just put out that it was like he's suspended indefinitely. He can't come back to the NFL. The NFL said no, but it's just the Seahawks with Chad Wheeler right now. That's like. Oh yeah, we waved him, and then they put out. It was a statement. It was like, um, uh, "We're concerned for his health," uh, and then we hope that he gets better. Yeah, because he has, um, like his mental health. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's because he has um, bipolar issues or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but um, no, it is bipolar issues. Yeah, I just found it. So yeah, um. That whole situation, reading about um, what his girlfriend had to say, was it his girlfriend or was it his wife? I yeah, can't it was remember. his girl. I think it was his girlfriend. Yeah, so it was his girlfriend, and then the fact that when I was reading about it, I mean, he, he Chad Wheeler, he put his hands on her and started choking her because that she wouldn't bow down to him, right? Which was insane to me. Yeah. Um. Oh, you have a little buzzing uh, sound. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Hello? So, yeah. Hello? All right. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, but um, he, he was choking her until the fact that she was losing unconsciousness, and it was all because he she wouldn't bow down to him, which is insane in my head. And while she he was choking her, she said that in a um, while she was being interviewed by the police department, after the situation, she was in the hospital. Um, she ended up saying that when she regained consciousness after she he released his hands from her, her neck, he said something like, oh, you're still alive? Or like, oh, you're not dead? I can't remember exactly what he said. He, but he questioned the fact that she was still alive. Wow. And then she ended up running into the bathroom and she called 911 and Eventually, the police ended up coming, but that entire situation is just crazy to to see and to hear. I mean, it's just it's just sad the fact that she had to go through that. I mean, just imagine uh, what she probably had to go through before then. I mean, right. she was probably getting hit once or twice. Never know what somebody's going through. Right. I mean, she's probably getting hit once or twice, but then now it's just when he he thought that oh you're supposed to bow down to me. This that was probably his. Uh, that's probably his his point. That that's that's just his limit. Oh, you won't bow down to me, so I'm gonna do this to you. Just insane. I mean, this it's just sad what she had to go through. I I 
pray that she had definitely recovered. So she has no um, outstanding issues or anything like within her body because that's definitely a traumatic situation. And I hope that she she definitely can recover. Even though she, I know for a fact she won't fully recover mentally because that's that's a life scarring yeah, situation. That's traumatizing. That's traumatizing. But I hope that she can recover in some sort of way. I mean, this guy, he should be just suspended indefinitely. He, he should he should be banned by the NFL, honestly. Like, yeah. he the, the guy literally tried to murder his girl. I can hear it. The article says he strangled her twice before she lost consciousness. Yeah, and that was, um, no, yeah, he, he strangled her. And then she lost consciousness, and then she ended up regaining consciousness and ran to the bathroom. Yeah, and yeah, I, that I was. Have it up here. So I have the charges, and it says he, uh, Wheeler faced charges of first-degree domestic violence assault, domestic violence, unlawful imprisonment, and resisting arrest. And uh, he's entering a plea at his arrangement scheduled for February 9th. And. Oh, and this is what he said on Twitter. He said, events happened over the weekend that transpired from a manic episode. And he was in, he was in prison. He did get in jail. He was in prison, but he got freed out from his bail. Or he got out on bail, which was set at 400K. And he got out on 400K? Yes. What? Are you kidding me? Wow. That's just sad. I mean, honestly, that's just, I don't even know what to say besides that's just sad. I mean, yeah. I'm, I feel sorry for that woman. Yeah. Hey. Um, and I did see that picture that she was on. My bad for cutting you up, but um, I saw that picture and the way that she was, um, she was up and it looked like it is a, this is this famous picture that's on online. Um, I don't think anybody would really want to see this, but um, she looked like when Malcolm X, when they had that picture of Malcolm X after he was assassinated, they propped the man up on a chair while, with bullet wounds in his chest and in his stomach. You remember that? I don't know if you've ever seen that picture, but she looked the exact same way in the picture. And she had her um, um, the hospital sheets on with her eyes open and her face looking up. It was almost like she looked dead. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's just insane. And it, it, that just reminded me of that. I was like, man, what, like, she probably was, like, literally. I mean, she, I mean, of course, you get strangled and she loses consciousness. I mean, of course, you're about to die. Right. You're losing right. oxygen. Right. You're, you're, this could be my yeah. last moment, and you're just losing consciousness. Right. right. So, yeah. I actually did want to talk about that photo because my was on Facebook. Shout out to my cousin Keandra. But he made a video on Facebook and he was addressing the situation. And he was basically saying that um, they shouldn't, he was saying fans shouldn't boycott the NFL because it wasn't like the, and, and it wasn't really nothing to do with the NFL. It was mainly the player. And the NFL, like you said, the NFL did suspend him. But he was saying, it's not like the NFL, like, hit the situation because it came out from other news, um, like, what's the name? Like, news places and other sources. And he was saying that, you know, those sources had control what goes out and what, like, what they can put out or not. You know, like, they um, control what stories 
uh, going, you know, what stories get published, published or not. And he was saying that, um, he's basically saying we need to stop, you know, sharing that picture of her around because he's saying you, we don't know what could happen with that picture. Like somebody could have released, could have leaked the picture, you know, for some money. And he's saying like you gotta think about, think about how she's feel, how she feels about that, you know, because you know in this age of the internet, like once you're once something happens or once you're caught up in the middle of something, you're not gonna like nobody's gonna let you live that down. Or people are gonna just constantly be reminded of it. You know. So he just made a lot of that picture, you know, um, imagine how she might how she's gonna feel if, you know, when she recovers and she sees that she just keeps seeing that picture resurface and it's just people talking about her, talking about that situation. So I do applaud him on talking about that situation. And he does bring up a great point. So, and like I said, this or this kind of reminds me of a situation before, but he didn't put his hands on. So you remember the Ravens offensive lineman, DJ Fluker. You remember he was, uh, well, earlier into the NFL season, he came out saying he was being domestically abused by his uh, wife or his girlfriend. And right. that's what I remember sitting there. I'm just like, so it shows that men can get abused in relationships too, but it also showed that, you know, he had the restraint to not put his hands on her. Because, you know, he, both of them are offensive linemen, so they're both like two, 250, 300-something pounds. Probably so bigger than that. Yeah, that's not going to end well. But for him to hold that restraint, it just shows that, you know, you got two types of people in the world. Somebody who's going to, or in terms of that, that shows what he did, what we're not taught to do, I guess. Because, you know, men, like, we're taught, oh, don't put your hands on the female and stuff. But it's just like, um, I was, it's easier said than done. Because I want to, I don't want to get controversial or nothing. But, you know, instinct, you know, like, if instinct is when you're mad, instinct when you're mad is to like hit something or fight somebody if you're disagreeing or something like that. But for him to not put his for DJ Fluke, yeah, DJ Fluke and not put his hands on his girl, that was that showed the courage that he had or the um yeah the bravery that he had to take the you know the for him to keep getting abused, but for him to not just fight back and just straight up you know fire because he's a 300 something pound lineman and then whereas Chad Willie he's out here just like choking her the unconsciousness almost killing her so it just really shows that there can be what's the name it just shows like the different types like different ways you can go about in the situation and it shows what you should do and what you shouldn't do exactly I mean situations like that I mean it's just totally uncalled for to to put your hands on a woman. I mean, like especially physically, like in that manner to yeah. to really enforce like harm on her. I mean, this is gonna be a little controversial, but I mean, I know some people that would do the quick grab. It's like that's just the technique. Like when oh, you <laughs> like, like, like like you you just you just quickly grab the shoulders real quick and just shake her yes. like stop it, stop it, stop it. And then, like, push away, and then she'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah, some women like that, but um, yeah. that's controversial. But I, mean, that's controversial. That's controversial. I, don't, I don't feel that's, that's better. Like, if you do end up putting your hands on I feel like that's the better thing to do. Like, just grab her. But at the same time, 
like just try like it's I know it's easier said than done, but you have to use all your strength and might to hold back and just not like go in for a punch or hitter. Like Yeah. You know, uh, Definitely. I mean especially as a lineman, the amount of times that they're probably working out and eating and what they I mean, all that mass and force and then of course the fact that you have the restraint you have that's probably the the bigger person. I mean, that's definitely being the bigger person to hold back everything that you have to not even do a single thing while your woman is hitting you or somebody else yeah. is hitting you because you know what you you're gonna do if you hit that person. Yeah, like, this is serious stuff. Man. Domestic violence is a serious issue. Uh, uh, definitely. I think that's all I have. To, or I actually found the Seahawks statement in the article. So it says the Seahawks are saddened by the details emerging against Chad Whaler and strongly condemn this act of domestic violence. Our thoughts and support are with the victim. Chad is a free agent and no longer with the team. If you are experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Or go to thehotline.org. All calls are toll-free and confidential. The hotline is available 24-7 in more than 170 languages. We encourage Chad to get the help he needs. If you are experiencing mental health issues, please reach out for help. For immediate help with a mental health crisis or thoughts of suicide, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. So, yeah, they released their statement, and it shows, I feel, um, now, I'm not saying he didn't have mental health issues, but I feel like that ends up being the excuse or, like, the underlying issue under most of these situations. But, you know, if somebody, if he's dealing with mental health and then uh, with the domestic abuse, I feel like you got to really... Um, like he need he does need to get the help, and I do I do pray that the victim does fully recover and that she does get help receive the right help that is needed. So, um, I listen, I don't uh, obviously I'm against what Chad Wheeler did, but um, I hope he gets help for his mental uh, health just to um you know just so that way he understands better or like he understands the issue better or he knows like um listen he comes out better i guess you know like he you know what i'm trying to say like he gets the help that he needs and i do pray that the victim um you know gets her help and makes a full recovery yep Um, i mean yeah oh man i was gonna see if we can break off into a different type of thing maybe not I mean, I was going to bring up a different topic, too. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So um, we'll be back after our second sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BB's Homemade Crab Cakes. Have you been craving crab meat this quarantine? Want an authentic Merlin crab cake? Then go online and order from BB's Homemade Crab Cakes. BB's is based in Charlotte, North Carolina, but is made by a Merlander. The mix is 100% lump crab meat with a unique meal-based filler that's never breaded or uses cracker crumbs. There's also a unique blend of spices to make a multi-layered seafood experience you won't get anywhere else. 
The mixture comes in three different sizes now. So it's the appetizer, which is eight ounces, the entree, which is 16, and the party platter, which is 32. The owner even has different recipes online for you to try yourself. In Charlotte, you can purchase at the Charlotte Regional Farmers Market. Everyone else can order and she'll ship them out to you. You want to taste the Merlin's finest? Go online to BB to BB's Homemade Crab That's crab cakes with with three Ks. Again, it's BB's Homemade Crab So go online, order order yourself um some crab some crab meat mix, and tell them that Kyle sent you. Now back to a regularly scheduled program. We are back from the break, so we're gonna bridge into sports over here. Now, <laughs> if you're if you're an NFL fan, uh, especially if you're a Houston Texans fan, uh, my prayers and condolences to you because that franchise is in a disastrous spot right now. But yep. the Texans, after their star quarterback, Deshaun Watson, wanted the Texans to interview Chiefs offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy for a head coaching job. You know what the Texans did? They went out and hired Ravens passing game coordinator David Culley as their head coach. Now, if you guys have watched football this year, you know the Ravens' passing game has been a big question mark this year. Yep. And I actually saw this from PFF. It said that um said receivers under David Culley that received the eighty plus a uh, eighty plus uh, player grade from PFF said Eagles zero, uh, Kansas City zero, and Baltimore Ravens zero. And Houston really goes out here and hires this man as their old, as their head coach when that's clearly not the guy that Watson wanted. So Watson wants out. But the bigger thing is that after David Culley got hired, the Baltimore Ravens received what two third round picks for this or received one this year and one next year uh, as a what's the name as a reward I guess or yeah as a token for having another minority coach hired. Because that's part of their new Rooney rule to get more minority coaches hired. So, Jalen, what are your thoughts on the Rooney rule and that system? I mean, honestly, like, I definitely like – I mean, I'm a Ravens fan, so I definitely like that, I mean, to get rid of um, David Culley in, in exchange for two third-round picks. Oh, yeah. That's that's Ravens, yeah. Yeah, that's as, definitely – I'm glad he's going. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 just, I just think that um, – Especially for this is I mean, we did talk about this before. I believe it was in. Yeah, I was about to say. So, I feel yeah. like we did talk about this. Yeah, so I mean, I think definitely it is. Is that is that just an incentive, or I mean, I mean, well, in this situation, right? Not put. I mean, now this is is this the first time that this is, has been used, or like as a, I feel sort of, like it is. I think. I'm pretty sure this is the first time. Yeah, I haven't seen any other headlines uh, associating with this for. Getting other teams. I don't remember any minority coaches or GMs getting hired last year. I mean, I don't. I definitely don't remember. Even even for this year, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but um, especially for the or I mean, just just as of now, this is the first one that we've seen. So I mean, now even though this is not not going to be used as some sort of like abuse of of, of their power, just to hire um, what you call it. Uh, minority coaches just to to get draft picks, but I mean, other teams could potentially do this, and that's going to be I'm going to be concerned for that because I already know there is, are some teams that definitely need some picks. Yeah, <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Yeah. 
No, nah, they loaded. Miami, they loaded. No, but they need, they need everything that they can get at this point. <laughs> I mean, they had 10 wins this year. They need, bruh. They bruh. have a great coach, so they got they already got some pieces last year. They did, but I I look I, I don't know maybe maybe I'm just my, they're in a, they're in a comfortable position right like here. my Miami like it, this is gonna be controversial but they I, were they only missed the playoffs by one game and they still have the third overall pick from the Houston Texans. Hey, I, hey, I'm, I'm. So, like I said, Houston Texans fans, my prayers for y'all. I got a little bias for Miami. I want Miami to win so bad. Because when after I seen ten wins, I was like, yes, they need everything. I just, I just want to, I just want to see that squad go in the playoffs and at least get a a win. Just, just go out and just go crazy. I just want to see that squad win. That would be so great just to see Miami after so many years. Make the playoffs because they've 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 been terrible, but um, there's a, there is a team another team that definitely needs them. It's in Florida as well. Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville needs everything uh, that they can get. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that was one of the teams or hero looking like Eric Eric Bianami, the Chiefs offense coordinator. He's a black assistant coach, or he's a black yeah he's a black coach. And people were looking at him saying, oh, he's going to be a hot candidate. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a job. But, you know, I was looking, if he was able, if he was getting hired, Kansas City gets a pick. So it looks like, oh, they Kansas City. And you're looking at Kansas City, they're the best team in the NFL. So it's like, why would they, you know, why would they let him walk or something like that, or at least not like match his offer? So that's like saying, oh, um, the Kansas City, was him and Kansas City okay with that because they get picks or what? And it's like, I do like the like what the NFL is trying to do. I just don't like the way that they're going about it. Like I do like that the fact that they're trying to get more minority coaches and GMs hired, but the fact that I don't like the way, fact that they're giving teams that hire one or get hired from their staff. I don't like the fact that they're giving them incentives for that. It just it's basically saying like, hey, if you get a black coach, we'll pay you. Like. Nah, yeah, I just don't like that. I don't like that system. I mean, yeah, that I don't, I don't like that whatsoever. I mean, I mean, it's nice just to see more more minority coaches in the NFL, but man, what is that gonna do for for some teams that? I mean, they just they just gonna be abusing it. I mean, they're just gonna take advantage. I mean, that's it's just sad. I mean, some team I know there for a fact there is gonna be one team at least. That's just gonna be like, oh, hey, hey, we got a black coach. You can have him. Hey, hey, you can have him, but you just need to get. Hey, hey, you want, you want, you want him over here? Yeah, but I mean, uh, I have mighty fine black coach right here. (laughs) But I, I, I do need to look at that rule. Does it? Do they need to be hired in a a higher position, like a like a OC, DC, or or even a head coach, just to receive those picks or? From what I can remember, I do believe it's just like I believe they have to be like a head coach or a GM. Or oh, like higher okay, GM. Okay. I'm not sure. All right, because I can't I can't exactly remember, but man, there's gonna be some teams out there in the future gonna stack up on GM. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had you. I mean. It's been a year or two, but we don't need you. Where's our pick at? Hey, need another black one. Hey, hey, let's get Jamal over there. Whoa, calm down, Jamal. 
Whoa, calm down, Jamal. Don't pull out the nine. Don't pull out the nine. Or you don't pull out the nine. Don't pull out the ninth overall pick. Whoa, whoa, there. Second round. But yeah, nah. Um, yeah, I I think that some teams will take advantage. I mean, that's just my point. I mean, I think it's definitely uh, great to see David Cully in in that position. I mean. Regardless of the fact that yeah. Deshaun Watson doesn't want that whatsoever, I feel bad for him. But nah. we all do. yeah, but he's he's out of there. Yeah, there's no debate. <laughs> but I mean, I do like to see David Cully getting a shot. It's just well, one the situation he's in isn't ideal. But uh, I know it's like oh, he's not really great at developing receivers because that was his position of receivers coach. But um, people are saying that he was he will look at as a great hire because he's respected in the locker room. He is a great he's a great guy. So that is another quality to look for in the coach. But you know, I just it just doesn't sit right with me that I mean, you know, if you're looking at it, if you're just looking at it as like a fan, you're like, all right, we get more picks, but I just don't like the it just doesn't sit right with me for the fact that oh, Ravens got rid of him, but hey, we we got incentives for it. Right. It just doesn't sit right with me. Like, but then even then, the rule isn't really changing much because we've seen um, coaches like Eric Bieniemy is still an OC, or he's not planning to take a head coaching job. More we see, well, the Detroit Lions needed a head coach, needed a head coach badly. Eric Bieniemy, he runs the best offense in the league, and who they gonna hire? Some position coach named Dan, uh, what Dan Campbell, for the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Then. You look at the Giants last year, it's like, hey, Eric Bieniemy, even Leslie Frazier, the Bills defense coordinator. Bills have a great defense every year. And who they go hire? Patriots receiver coach Joe Judge. Now, I will I'm gonna give Joe Judge some slack because he is uh being a good he is a head good head coach. You know, the team the players rallied around him. But it's just the fact that people really aren't looking or teams aren't really looking at these black coaches like that. I mean, we've had some. Like, we had Anthony Lynn, but he got fired. We had him, Mike Tomlinson. He's the longest longest tenured black head coach in the league, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um, yeah. Well, and then you got Ron Rivera, who's a, he's a minority. Um, I believe Robert Sala, who just got hired this year, he's, I believe, he, yeah, he's a minority. Um, who else? Brian Flores in Miami. I definitely like and, Brian Flores. Yeah, he is a nice coach. And after that, what new the newly hired David Cully. But other than that, who really do you do you have? You know, it's I just don't think this rule I don't think the rule is going to um change much, honestly. I feel if they up like if they up the requirement of minorities that they had to hire, like they I would make a rule saying like Half half the coaches you um, interview have to be minority. So it's like if you, uh, it has to be the same amount. So if you, so if it's like, hey, you interviewed four white coaches, then you have to interview four minority coaches. Like some, I would say something like that. So that it's like a fair and even shot, you know. Mm, I, I would say something like um, maybe even uh, probably. Mm, 
maybe a position of the standard, like a GM head coach, or even just a DC, including with the, like another assistant coach or like a weight training or whatever. I think it would have to be considered or something within that so that you can get the I don't know about no weight training coach as a head coach. I mean, I'm just saying like two or three of them, like they're like, yeah, they, like yeah. they're included with, with the package as opposed to just, just that. And then you get picks. I mean, no, you need to, like, I, I definitely like the idea, like adding more, but man, half that's, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying half so that it's like a fair and even shot. So it's like, Say you're going to – like, if I'm looking for a head coach and I plan on interviewing, um, well, like, four – if I plan on interviewing four head coaches and two of them have to be in black or have to be a minority. You're going to see some. I think that makes it a fair and even shot. Oh, no. You're going to be causing all types of disasters, Kyle. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. There's going to be some white coaches out there claiming that they're Native American. I got it. I'm 1.3% Native American. Uh, and you don't know the I'm reason? Point eight, I'm, I'm 0.01% African American. <laughs> you remember that episode of Uncle Ruckus when they he found out his DNA? Yeah. And you know he was black. He was like 102%. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I'm 102% African. That's something like that. Whatever that was that for... Um, for white people, but it was like, and then it'd just be a smidge. It'd be like 0.9 percent native. No, they gonna be like, whoa, Vicky. Whoa, Vicky. Yeah, they. Whoa, Vicky. Oh, be a herbie. Yeah. Oh, I'm point. I'm point eight percent. So you know, I can. I'm a black head coach. You know, I'm a minority. It's just like, no, no, no. Part of you, uh, well, point eight percent. Is a minority, but the other percent, the other package is not a minority. Mm, nah, I can't. No. And then it's going to be confusing because some, these are some old, old heads that's out here that's still like, even though that just a drop of black, you're black. That means you're you're African. You're part of, no, no, no. That was, that was four generations ago, granddad. <laughs> that boy white. I just had this conversation with my um my grandfather because I just seen this uh this kid. His father is biracial and then he ended up turning out he his father ended up marrying a, a white lady and then so the now the kid is twenty five percent black and he looks he looks white. I mean, no if ands or but. So what if he grows up to be a head coach and he's claiming that he's a minority? They gonna look at him crazy, but they like, hey, hey. I see twenty five percent. I'm just saying, that has to be. Like, <laughs> you sure? Did we, did we get back? Hey, man, he on passing. <laughs> oh, he's twenty five. He passing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, it has to be another way for them to enforce. All right, we have to interview more. You have to look at more minority coaches. Yeah. So. All right, uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Um, you know, this was first episode of 2021. Uh, we're back this year. We're going to be popping up more bangers daily. I'm going to be back. My, we're going to be back on our A game. But, um, yeah, you know, that's it. And KLA Sports, my sports page and stuff, is up and running again. 
um, trying to get this Eagles video out, but I got to find a way around that. But I got some articles coming out. So, yeah, Jalen, you have any business ideas, side hustles that you're working on that man, you want to promote real quick? Man, I'm trying to get on this YouTube stuff, but, man, I, I got this PC, and I, like I was saying earlier with Camille before she um, – she had to leave real quick, but um, yeah, I'm trying to get onto the gaming side, but my PC broken, so I'm gonna get that up and running, and probably by next episode, you will be hearing me shout out my YouTube channel, and so I expect everybody to be, yay, Jalen, you got your, your YouTube. I'm gonna subscribe. I'm gonna watch because uh, I know for sure we're gonna pop out some Warzone, some 2K. Everything's gonna be entertaining. My energy on here is gonna be. Ten times. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be waiting for that. I'm, I'm, I'm not holding back anything. <laughs> Everything you want to hear from me, like I limit myself sometimes because we know this is supposed to be a little more serious. Yeah, my my full goofy side is gonna be all. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This full flight and this is about to oh be. Oh my out. gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna be March of. Uh, what is it? What did Flight say? He was like, he's gonna be a new demon in March. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be a new demon in February. All right. I'm gonna be like Chris Move when you sag off the flags off. Splash. Shot clock keys. <laughs> but yeah, um, everything like that. I'm trying to run up some Among Us. Oh my gosh, we gotta get to some in. We gotta get some. That's that's definitely fun. But yeah, um, that's that. Um, follow me on IG, J Marcel underscore. That's it. I mean, follow me on social media platforms, Kyle the OG underscore 15. Yeah, we got that. And uh, this wraps it up. So that's going to end it. We will talk to you guys next time. Peace.